Luis Miguel Echegaray, you cover soccer here at ESPN. I want to start by asking you about a plane that landed in Fort Lauderdale Tuesday morning. What was so special about this plane? Well, Jeremy, arguably the greatest player that's ever lived was on it alongside his family. Lionel Andres Messi, his wife Antonella, and their three children arrived in Fort Lauderdale. And of course, the entire world was watching every single step. And we are following breaking news that should bring a smile to soccer fans. <laughs> Lionel Messi has arrived in South Florida. Inter-Miami practice was a bit different Wednesday morning after the world's best soccer player arrived in South Florida the day before. Fans already outside Inter-Miami's Drive Pink Stadium ready to welcome their king of football. Even non-soccer fans are excited about this. This is big. After all, he is the biggest sports name in the world. And as you mentioned, Jeremy, it was quite a special flight that arrived on Tuesday morning as a messy mania. Is, is growing and growing in Miami and South Florida. Messi mania has landed. Messi mania has landed in every single meaning of the phrase. Why is this something that means so much? When we think about sports, we think about it specifically in this country, most everything is connected to either the NFL, the NBA, college sports, etc. But Lionel Messi, represents so much more. He is, in many ways, the most recognizable sporting name out there, specifically in the last few years because of everything that he has achieved with Barcelona, PSG, and of course, having recently won the World Cup. He is one of the most unique athletes we will ever see. We're talking Michael Jordan scope. So from a sporting perspective, he is gigantic. And then, Jeremy, this move in particular is specifically notable because he's coming to America. A place that is not only developing soccer, it's not only growing soccer, but now it's becoming a massive disruptor. We're talking about a sport that's growing and growing in a country that's becoming more diverse, more multicultural. But the third and final point, Jeremy, is that not only is it America, but now it's Miami, the Latin American capital of the world. Now we have a Latin American ambassador coming to a country that's growing and growing in the sport. And not only that, he is the star of the sport. It's a massive in so many different ways. The best soccer player of the 21st century, perhaps of all time, is coming to America. North America, United States of America. And yes, Pelé decamped to New York to join the Cosmos nearly half a century ago. And David Beckham bent the soccer universe by joining the LA Galaxy in 2007. This is different. This might be even bigger. So today, ahead of Lionel Messi's official debut with Inter Miami, Luis Miguel Echegaray tells us what it all means and why Miami specifically is the perfect landing spot for the one and only Leo Messi. I'm Jeremy Schapp. It's Friday, July 14th. This is ESPN Daily.
The NFL schedule drops this week, kiddos, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code DAILY. That's code DAILY. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Luis Miguel, Lionel Messi, as you've already told us, biggest sporting star on the planet, maybe the most famous person on the planet. He really could have played anywhere. He could have gone back to Barcelona, the club that nurtured him from his youth into superstardom where he achieved so much. He turned down a billion dollars plus from the Saudis instead to go to Miami to play in MLS. Why? That's a good question, Jeremy. And again, I think it comes with many different angles. Number one, before I even get into Messi himself, we got to remember something, specifically when it comes to the last point that you made, right, about the insane money that was being offered by the Saudis. We have to remember one thing. There's a very important person in the Messi story, and that's Antonella Rocuso, his wife. Okay, she controls the household. She obviously leads the way when it comes to not just him, but also his three children. There was no way in this planet, no matter how big the money that was being offered, going to Paris was already difficult enough in this time at PSG. The fact that Saudi Arabia was gonna be the next chapter, Mm. that was a big no-no in the Antonella point of view in the Messi household. So this is more than just money. This is about making sure at last, after somebody that's won everything, he's won La Liga, he's won the Champions League, he's won the World Cup, he's won Copa America, and you know he has sponsors all over the place, from Adidas to Gatorade to all these things. Money is no longer just the only factor here. It's about a way of life. Messi can live his life here. He can enjoy it. So aside from the business perspective that we'll get into with Inter Miami, It's important to understand that Lionel Messi is coming to Miami, he's in Miami, he's in the US, because he wants to make sure that first and foremost, him and his family are happy. It's not just coming to the US after spending a quarter century in Europe, in Barcelona, in Paris. It's specifically about Miami, taking his talents, Uh, To borrow a phrase from someone else who chose to go to Miami, taking his talents to South Beach. Why is Miami such an important part of this story? Miami is a place that is unlike no other in the United States. It is the Latin American capital of the world. More than 70% are from Latin American origin. That number can increase when you include the Afro-Latino community as well. So it has an identity that's known to everybody around the world of parties and the beach and South Beach. But when you see it through the eyes of a Latin American community, it's very different. It's more significant. There are places in Miami that have posters outside their store windows that says, we speak English. This is a place that is quintessentially Latin American as much as it is American. 
And that's very important for Lionel Messi and his family, who, by the way, knows Miami well. He has properties all over the area. He visits there regularly. And the other component, I think, Jeremy, is that, you know, you borrowed a phrase from LeBron James, but Miami is also a place that's not overwhelmed by celebrities or big names. It's already used to it. It already has a successful franchise in the Miami Heat that keeps doing great things. The Miami Dolphins are doing well. You know, the Panthers, of course, but they've had stars over and over through the years. So Messi is Messi and he will be the biggest thing ever. But it's not like Miami will be overwhelmed by this. So in many ways, instead of saying, Miami, are you ready for Messi? It's more Messi, are you ready for Miami? And I think both will be a great relationship going forward. But also based on his personality, Mm. and we know that he's not Mr. Extrovert, the idea that he is going to a place where they're accustomed to seeing big stars, that must have some appeal to Lionel Messi as well, I would think, rather than going to some place where he'd be on an island as a superstar. Yeah, 100% correct. Andre Cantor, one of the greatest if not the greatest Spanish-speaking play-by-play commentator. I talked to him, he's a friend of mine, and he said something very important. What he said, I, I, I think that what you're gonna see with Messi in Miami is the same that you saw in Barcelona and PSG. He will live a quiet life, he will be in the suburbs, he will only do things publicly when you know, they're asked of him. You know, will we see him front court side at a Miami Heat game? I'm not sure that will happen, maybe once, but that's about it because he understands just as much as anybody the impact of his own fame and for the sake of his children and his wife, he doesn't want to create this insane circus. And that's always been the case ever since he became notable at Barcelona. So in Miami, and you've been down there reporting on this, talking to people from all different walks of life down there, they are united in this one thing, this messy mania, this euphoria that has overtaken South Florida. What is it like down there? How are they preparing for the Messi era? I'm going to give you a short anecdote. I land at Miami airport. I get in an Uber to head to my hotel. The Uber driver, we begin to talk. He's of course of Latin American origin and he asks what I do for a living. All I say is I'm a sports journalist and a reporter. Boom, straight away, the entire conversation from that moment until I land at the hotel is about Lionel Messi. We pass the highway and there's a massive billboard from Inter Miami saying, welcome, Leo. I go to get a coffee and three steps away from me is a man with a shirt, an Inter Miami shirt wearing a Messi shirt. That's not even an official one, so I don't even know how he did that. And then you go all over Miami from Little Havana to Wynwood. You're seeing murals all over the place. So artistically speaking, in, in its own way, Miami is saying, welcome, Leo, welcome. And that's happening all over the place. This is a snowball that just keeps growing and growing, and, and it's going to lead up to his first game, which will be quite remarkable. All right, when we come back, we'll talk about whether all of this exuberance is rational or irrational. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. 
superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home some huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you people wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first one or for your fashionista mom who likes to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate with them both. You can shop by price anywhere from $25 and under to, say, $100 and below. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, or even pre-wrapped gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats Headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So, what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. We all know, Luis Miguel, the cliche, the adage about soccer in the United States that it's the sport of the future and always will be here. What do you think Messi at this point in his career coming to Miami, coming to MLS, which has been around now for almost 30 years, what does it mean for the sport and for the league here in the United States? What a question. When you talk about soccer, football in the United States, you're right. There are pockets that continue to describe it as the sport of the future. But I dare say that it's actually the sport of the present, specifically in certain demographics. When you're talking about, you know, 13-year-olds all the way to 23-year-olds who are actively involved in digital and social media, and now the access to the game is so much different. You know, I'm Peruvian, but I grew up in England, and now I'm in the U.S., and I can tell you that no other country on this planet, of course, you have to pay a fee because of a streaming, whatever, but no other country in this planet can give you the opportunity to watch as much soccer as you can in this country, and I think that's a simultaneous relationship that you have with certain demographics. In respect to what Messi means coming here, it's a few things. One, from a participation perspective, this sport is the most popular in the US. That's not an opinion, that's a fact, just because of uh, high school and middle school numbers and the way that more parents want to involve their kids into playing the game. But also because this country is becoming more diverse, more multicultural, sons and daughters of immigrants and granddaughters and grandchildren of immigrants are now really turning into the sport more and more. And Messi is synonymous with all of this. So when he arrives to this country, specifically Miami, where Copa America is next year, then you have the Club World Cup a year after that, where you have the likes of Manchester City and Real Madrid coming here for an inaugural FIFA tournament. And then a year after that, 
this country alongside Mexico and Canada will host the biggest men's tournament in soccer out there. All the proverbial stars are aligning together. So Messi coming to the US is not just an impact on all of that, but it's a celebration of what already is. And that's massive because we're not just talking about a good player or a star player. We're talking about arguably the greatest there has ever been. But what is the data? What can we point to already that is tangible that demonstrates the magnitude of the Messi effect? Jeremy, I think the best way to answer that is by looking at something that we are all too familiar with, and that's the exposure of a certain franchise or club from a social media or digital perspective. The moment the Messi news became aware for everybody to see. Inter Miami, their social media and digital presence catapulted into insane numbers. Their Instagram account, for example, grew by 750% since the announcement on June 7th. And as we're talking, it's rising close to 9 million followers, more than any team in the NFL, MLB, or NHL. In fact, I believe that in the NBA, only the Lakers and the Golden State Warriors have more. Not a single ball has been kicked by Lionel Messi. Not a single full day of training had happened for Lionel Messi in Inter Miami, and those numbers kept catapulting itself. When you went to SeatGeek or Ticketmaster, or you try to get a seat, uh, not just at Inter Miami and, and of course, Fort Lauderdale and their stadium, but if you try to see Inter Miami's away game at Red Bulls or Cincinnati, those ticket prices quadrupled. Like, they just became way more expensive than they were because they knew that the interest and the impact of even just Messi saying that he was coming was enough. And can you imagine what's going to happen when you see the highlights, the interviews, the reports, even silly little um, you know, anecdotes that come from other players? This is going to keep growing and growing and growing and growing. And I believe that from an actual exposure perspective, it's something that I don't think we have ever seen. Not with this direct relationship, for sure. Americans like stars. <laughs> they do. <laughs> so Luis Miguel, there's much more to the Messi story, right, than celebrity and Instagram accounts and the deal with Apple and the way that he monetizes all of it with Adidas as well. There's actually soccer too. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the game. Let's talk about Inter Miami. What is he walking into? At this point, Inter Miami are in last place in the Eastern Conference. They were in last place when the news came out when Messi was signing. They have extended their winless streak to 10 matches. They haven't won a game since the end of May. They have gone through a period of inconsistency when it comes to managers. Phil Neville, a, a close friend of David Beckham and former teammate, did not work out. That was after Diego Alonso, the first manager of Inter Miami that didn't happen. So now Tata Martino, who won the MLS Cup with Atlanta United, has come in, also an Argentinian, has also managed Messi uh, in Barcelona, of course, and the Argentinian national team. So there's a lot of changes, but the facts are this. Inter Miami are not a good team. So Messi has a lot to do. Tata Martino has a lot 
to do. There are two other names that are coming in. Reportedly, Sergio Busquets, of course, his Barcelona teammate for 13 seasons, and Jordi Alba. And I think that once you begin to build all those packages, maybe, just maybe, something can happen. And the final reminder, Jeremy, is that it's not just about MLS. Inter-Miami are in the semifinals of the U.S. Open Cup. The winner of that gets a chance for the CONCACAF Champions Cup. And also, the League's Cup, which should be the debut of Lionel Messi, which is also another opportunity to get more trophies. So there are avenues for them to get it. But make no mistake about it, Inter-Miami need to do a lot, a lot in order to improve. And Messi's just one part of it. Let's talk about, Luis Miguel, you know, the effect, the impact on the stature of MLS. Because it's not the league that people around the world turn to to see the best soccer. Not even close. Let's be frank, right? And we've seen superstars arrive on these shores before to play in MLS, albeit not arguably the greatest player of all time. But he's 36. It's not as if he's 25, obviously, or 30. So, so what does he have left in the tank at this point? I don't know if you can rationalize a 36-year-old of any professional athlete and then the one of Messi, because I, I think he still has a few more seasons to go to really give something. I mean, we literally just saw it at the World Cup. It wasn't just that he was playing well. He was dominating, specifically in, in most matches, against legit European competition. Now, Pele, I believe, was 34 when he won that Super Bowl NASL championship. David Beckham, it took him five seasons to win MLS Cup, and I believe he came when he was 32 years old. So I don't think Messi has that time. I think Messi and Inter Miami should aim within this contract that they have with an option to extend. So I think he still has enough in the tank just because he is something that we have never seen before. Now, MLS, I do want to say this. I've talked to many, many athletes that play in MLS. Many, many players who have come from Europe come to MLS. Many players that come from South America and play in MLS. And they all tell me the same thing. This is not the league that people think it is. This is a much more competitive league. It's way harder than people think. Of course, technically speaking, it still has to live up to the likes of La Liga or the Premier League in terms of physicality. But this is a very good league because we have to remember something. It's becoming now a transactional league, a league where Europe is now looking at MLS, thinking, who can we get here? Alfonso Davies, one of the best players CONCACAF has ever produced, plays for Bayern Munich. Of course, uh, the likes of Tyler Adams and Pulisic and Miguel Almiron, who won with Atlanta United, plays with Newcastle. So there's a lot of really great talent here. And by the way, I haven't even mentioned Thiago Almada, a teammate of Lionel Messi, who won the World Cup with Argentina and plays for Atlanta United. So there is competition, there is talent. It's not gonna be a walk in the park for Lionel Messi, but I believe he still has a few more seasons to give it all. I don't know if they will do it, obviously, this season, but hopefully, for the sake of Inter-Miami, you know, just before he can say goodbye, they can grab something. If not, a US Open Cup or a Champions Cup. We mentioned David Beckham. Not only, you know, a predecessor in a sense here with what he did in 2007, but also now one of Leo Messi's bosses, employers yeah. anyway. <laughs> I don't know how- I don't we, think he wants to call himself his boss, but right, yes, I think but, you're right. <laughs> you know, what, one of the owners here uh, and the face of that franchise. 
What is that like, you know, from the Miami perspective, the face of the franchise transitioning from somebody who's been retired for a long time to, uh, to Leo Messi, to the biggest star in the world? You know, it's amazing, uh, Jeremy, because David Beckham is a very important part of this story, if not one of the protagonists. You know, it was him, as you mentioned, who essentially changed a lot of MLS, specifically with the Beckham rule, of course. Uh, you know, and by the way, I recommend everybody to read our former uh, great friend, my mentor and former great friend, Grant Wall, and his book about, you know, just how much of an impact David Beckham had when he arrived. The Beckham Experiment. To, to the Beckham Experiment, of course, to the galaxy. But when that happened, part of his contract was the option to acquire a franchise anywhere in the country aside from New York. So that became Miami. Years came by, of course, and now we have it. As you mentioned, he's his boss, you know, which is absolutely hilarious. But David Beckham plays a significant, very, very important role in all of this, as well as Jorge Mas, of course, uh, the managing president who, who spent more than three years to try and make this happen. So it's important to understand that this has been a really step-by-step process to try and get Lionel Messi to come here. But first it began with David Beckham and what he did in order to not just change the league, but bring soccer and football back to Miami-Dade and South Florida. Because, you know, we always know the history. So it's been quite remarkable. And he's very, very important in all of this. You talk to celebrities in Miami, outside of the sports industry. You talk to members of their fan clubs, Vice City. You also talk to athletes themselves, pro athletes, people in the professional sports community down there. What does this mean to them? <laughs> this was probably one of my favorite parts of the piece because obviously it's different when you talk to Vice City 1896. As you mentioned, the supporters group there for Inter Miami, obviously they have strong opinions about Miami. You can talk to Argentinians about it. Obviously they have strong opinions about it. Or professionals in the industry, they're going to have opinions about it. But then I wanted to also get the appeal of like, Athletes that don't have anything to do with soccer, but they're professional athletes. So I talked to Josh Richardson from the Miami Heat, and, and he's a massive Messi fan, like huge. Like I said to him, like, do you have any advice for him? Because you know Miami really well. And he looked at me like, do I have advice for the greatest player that's ever lived? No, I just come to a Heat game, he said. I talked to Jalen Phillips, the linebacker for the Miami Dolphins. And he said, for Messi to come to a Dolphins game, it's not just a wish, it's a necessity. He has to come. Then coach Mike McDaniel had some great things to say. He basically elevates this to Michael Jordan-esque, saying this is the most significant thing that has ever happened in South Florida, and he's extremely excited for it to happen. So the overall sporting spectrum of Miami is absolutely thrilled for this. And, and that's really exciting, I think, because it's one thing for the soccer community to embrace it, but for the entire community as a whole and other athletes to embrace it is a whole other thing. It's really great for the area. And, you know, it's an area that deserves it, I think, because it is misunderstood. There's a lot of craziness around Miami, but it's also culturally rich. Mm. And from a sporting perspective, my God, is there any other area, Jeremy, in the United States that's not celebrating as much as Miami right now? It's kind of amazing. So this is all merely prelude to the big moment when he actually puts foot to ball, which we expect to take place for the first time next Friday, July 21st. What is that scene going to be like? I assume you're going to be there. 
I will be there. And I don't know how close I will get to it. Even with my credentials, it's going to be pretty remarkable. I mean, there's a, a, a celebration uh, presentation as well before that that will be insane. But the game itself will be ridiculous. I interviewed a security guard outside of the stadium who is a local there as well and has worked many, many games around the area. And he said how when Argentina played Honduras at Hard Rock, the home of the Miami Dolphins for a friendly, he said, you know, we were working the training sessions, making sure, and he was like, I don't know why we needed so many people to work the training sessions for Argentina. And then I knew. I saw people in palm trees yelling, Messi, Messi, Messi. And the game itself is going to be interesting because the stadium, which is... uh, a classic open-air stadium from MLS, when you enter it and when you sit down, especially when you're in those low seats, it's very easy to invade the pitch. It's a skip and a jump. It's, it's extremely easy. There's a lot to do for Inter Miami to make sure that, you know, not only Lionel Messi is safe, but the players and everybody involved. Luis Miguel, before we say goodbye, uh, kind of, I think the ultimate barometer might be, and you know this, being in the business, I know this, being in the business. How many people are asking you for tickets? Trying to <laughs> trying to use your influence to somehow procure a ticket. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? Uh, and any South American will be able to relate to this. Uh, WhatsApp family groups are hell. Oh, uh, they're no. hell. They're they're hell anyway. I, I feel you know? your pain. Yeah, exactly. So so it, it's bad anyway. Whether the holidays or whatever. Now I have to mute every single person because they think that I'm going to be able to do it. It's difficult for me, Jeremy, to try and even just get access, let alone a family member. But South Americans, Latin Americans, if we're anything, we're relentless. So hopefully, I'll just keep that mute button going. But yes, it's been almost daily, including my wife, by the way. Well, we're not going to say out loud your email address or your cell phone number. Not yet. (laughs) I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Luis Miguel, Etchegaray, thank you so much, sir. Jeremy, it's been an honor. Thank you. I'm Jeremy Schapp. This has been ESPN Daily. Our show is produced by Bradford Craig, Alexander Hyacinth, Mike Johns, Heather Lombardo, Ryan Nantel, Mike Philbrick, Andre Soto, Andy Tennant, and Aaron Vale. Special thanks this week to Deontay Epps and Jackson Agello. We'll talk to you Monday.